Have you ever wondered whether the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment, and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your hosts, Brian Berneman and Kayla Grimble, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and change makers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Conscious Action Podcast. I am Brian Berneman, your host, and I have the pleasure for this episode to be joined by Christine Langdon. Um, I'm going to ask, just like I do with all of our guests, Christine, if you can please introduce yourself to all of our audience. And first of all, thank you so much to take, for taking the time to be here with us. Kia ora. Thank you for having me on the show. And I'm really looking forward to a, com- a really good conversation with you today. Uh, to introduce myself, I, I, I always try not to introduce myself by a job title. Um, I'm a human that cares about um, personal development and growth and uh, living consciously and living kindly. And one of the ways that I do that is uh, through my work. And uh, one of the ways I do that through my work is I co-founded and I run day-to-day a social enterprise, which is a giving platform where we have set out to take all of the wastefulness out of gift giving and replace it with kindness instead. Uh, it's called the Good Registry. And the way that it works is people use our gift cards or our registries to give donations to charities that they care about instead of giving uh, stuff that might not be wanted or needed and that might clutter our homes uh, and that might end up in landfill. So it's about doing something that's kind for people and the planet instead of um, something that takes a toll for the planet. Yes, that's so wonderful. I've I've seen, and am I correct? Like it's been now a few years, right, that it has been running. I've seen it. Is it from 2018 or before? We had the idea for it just after my birthday in August 2017. Uh, And we decided that um, the best time to launch a platform that was encouraging people to rethink gift giving was around Christmas when everybody has um, some consciousness around gift giving and and how it feels. And uh, we launched it in November of 2017 so it was quite a rush in three months to go from having an idea to launching a website and um and a community around that website with 50 charity partners and uh, getting people on board to start giving through us so um a, a really uh tight time to go from idea to launch and then we continued to grow over the last few years and add on um new ways to give yeah, that's so wonderful. And, and before we get a little bit more in depth about this that you do, let me go back in time a little bit and, and ask you, like growing up for you, especially around this topic of giving, what was your relationship with it? Because I know when I grew up, my relationship with giving was I wanted gifts, toys mm-hmm. or stuff or, or stuff like I, I wanted that. And then my relationship, and I, and I do think that this is where your work is so important. There's this giving that doesn't need to be 
in the form of something physical. Hmm. I also wanted the things as a child, and I think I wanted uh, the things more as a validation of myself and how cared about I was uh, than for the things themselves. Um, Christmas and, and times like that, they were also an opportunity to get stuff that I needed but often I wasn't getting stuff that I really wanted I was given things that I didn't particularly like but I'd kind of look at my pile of gifts after Christmas and and kind of think did I get enough and did I get as much as my brother and did I get as much as my cousins and did I get as much as my friends so it was more a source of um, comparison and validation than for the actual joy of the gifts themselves apart from when I got a bike Mm. Um, and I do have a sense that um, we create that for children that um, because we have a culture where gift giving is so deeply ingrained it's expected and children are looking around at what others are getting and what others have and are comparing what they've got with what other children have got. And one of the things that we are really working towards doing with the Good Registry is not replacing all of the gifts that children or that anybody receives, Um, not saying that gift giving is a bad thing, and simply saying that we should be giving things that are wanted and needed and enjoyed um, and we're, we're, we're giving those things that are not ethically or sustainably made and aren't actually going to get used and are going to end up in landfill and broken. Let's rethink those sorts of gifts. And there's an opportunity there, if you're talking about children, to give children the opportunity to see that celebrating their birthday doesn't have to be about things for themselves. It can be about things, um, them doing something that's good in the world that they get to feel good about. And for the children that have used the Good Registry and have been a really good number, they've really enjoyed that sense of feeling like good little humans and seeing that they went out on a limb and did something different and they got some acknowledgement from their friends and family for that and that their bedroom didn't end up more cluttered with stuff um, and that another child um, potentially a lot of them have gone for children's charities to support but another child who doesn't have as much as they've got got to benefit um, and they can feel good and kind and we all like to feel good and kind and that's a good experience to give children when they're young. And we're not suggesting that children do it for every single birthday either and, and not for every single gift. Uh, that that bike that they want, that they need from mum and dad, they can still get that. And it's all of the those, those little gifts that the 20 children that come to their party turn up with that uh, were probably bought by their parents and probably bought in a, or, you know, maybe even being re-gifted. Um, that stuff that they could probably do without and could have that opportunity to use the experience to become young philanthropists. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I remember in 2018, uh, near Christmas time, I ran an event that was uh, about giving. um, And we had the um, 
the founder of Trade Aid um, as the one of the guest speakers, we were basically exploring all the different ways of giving and how for the majority of people, giving is so tied to a gift. And we were exploring, you know, like also what you just mentioned, the what we receive when we are giving as well, like and as kids when we learn this. And then, of course, there's this that for a lot of people, it's quite a taboo to actually ask the gift that they want yes. and, or ask for money. Like I remember at one point when in my family, we decided, you know, like instead of giving gifts, we we're going to give money and asking the other relatives or asking other people, it was a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, what we have set up at the Good Registry, we know it does make people uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and we really acknowledge the people who have been willing to go first. And for them, they've seen the rewards of doing it and they'll do it again. Uh, but, you know, we're not used to asking for specific gifts. Uh, what we tend to do is say, please don't give me anything knowing that people are going to buy us something anyway and that by saying, please don't give me anything, we haven't helped at all and we're more likely to get something that isn't very useful. Mm. Um, it's reasonably common with things like weddings for people to um, have a wedding registry and we find that people are quite comfortable to use the good registry, um, our registry function mm. in particular for weddings. Yeah. Um, and children generally expect gifts and uh, and it seems to be fine for children to use it for their birthdays. Mm. But the average adult who's having a 23rd or 37th birthday where you know you're actually only going to get one or two gifts from family or friends, uh, people are definitely much more reluctant to to say, hey, I know you're going to get me a gift, so can you do this for yeah. me? Um, one of the one of the things that we did to recognise that is we we started just with our gift registries and people were uncomfortable using them if they didn't really want to say hey I know you're going to give me a gift so I set up a registry so you can mm. do that we uh, introduced our gift cards and that makes it much easier for if somebody's saying to you what do you want for your birthday to say look you don't have to give me anything but if you really want to give me something you could give me a good gift card from the good registry and then I get the joy of giving the money to some charities I'd like to support. Yeah oh, that's so good and, and I'm curious can you tell me a little bit about before you actually uh, co-founded the good registry what were you doing and, and what led you to actually say like, ah, oh, this could actually be an idea and this could actually work? Mm -hmm. I have always been really conscious about doing work that I enjoy. And that started with being a journalist. And I loved being a journalist for a long time. And then uh, decided to move out of journalism because I started to move into management and I didn't really enjoy management and went into corporate communications and continued to gravitate towards work where I could feel like I was having some kind of um, social contribution through the work. So I worked for Child, Youth and Family, and then I worked for the Red Cross, and then I worked for a communications consultancy where a lot of our work was social good focused around um, mental illness and alcohol use and that kind of thing. Um, 
from there, I, I worked for myself a while, for a while, choosing jobs where um, I that made me happy, and then was in a role doing um, at Z Energy as their community manager, and. Also, I was teaching yoga uh, for Koha, and the money that was donated was being donated on to charities, mm. and I was teaching yoga in prison as well. And what I learned from that was even though I was doing work for a corporate that was about social good, the work that I was doing outside of the corporate where I could see a, a really direct line from me giving my time to improving uh, the well-being of others was the work that really um, lit my fire, made me excited, and I wanted more of that. Uh, so I quit my corporate role without a plan, just knowing that I wanted to create something that was a way to do good in the world. Um, and hopefully might support me financially. Uh, and a few weeks after doing that, uh, after spending quite a bit of time thinking about what it was that was important to me in life and seeing that the, the four components really for me of what gives me joy are around creativity, creating things, contribution, connection, being part of a community and connected with good people and presence, mindfulness, consciousness. Uh, I thought, okay, I want to create a way to give myself more of those things and, and other people that as well. And it was giving myself some space to noodle on what that could look like, that the idea for the Good Registry came. Um, and it does cover all of those bases, you know, the consciousness around what we consume, the creativity of creating uh, a thing that didn't exist in the world before with the um, whole community and the platform, the connection with the community and, of course, the contribution. Yeah, wow. And I, I want to touch on something that, that you just mentioned because I do think that it's important and, and I know it for myself how important it is for people that want to do good in the world or are thinking of doing their own thing. What was the time like from when you actually quit your job and you have, you know, some security, at least in a sense, to like then go in on your own and, and trying to figured out what that is that time how was it for you was it challenging was it easy uh i decided when i was on a holiday at easter in 2017 that i was going to go home and quit my job and i did that and i finished up at the end of june and by august i had the idea for the good registry And by November, the Good Registry was in the world. Wow. So not enough time to actually freak out or anything. There was, there, there was more excitement than freaking out. Um, yeah. Definitely, as we were building the Good Registry, there were moments where I felt a little bit sick with what I'd taken on mm. um, and had to trust that I'd started and I'd got there for the right reasons and that uh, the challenges that we were facing were challenges that were that I that were teaching me something mm, yeah and was it from the beginning the choice of being a social enterprise 
that was always my intention when I quit my job to do my own thing. I, when I quit, my thinking was, I'm going to create more space for myself to live mindfully without worrying about income and that kind of thing for a while. I'm going to uh, do more mindfulness practices, which I feel like I haven't had time for. I'm going to do some blogging to help to hold myself to account for that and just see what and see what comes but what I want to come from this is a social enterprise ultimately and I thought that probably that social enterprise was going to be something related to meditation and mindfulness to help people build more meditation practice into their life because it was something that I was so conscious of the benefits of and despite that would always not you know would often not find the time uh in my day to do practices which I knew were really nourishing for me and I thought that I might find something that could help others with that um so I wanted to create something I wanted it to be something that was a business but a social impact business and it ended up being completely different to what I thought it was what I thought it might be yeah and I, I think I would talk sometimes and I've talked with some people from Akina Foundation and some some other um, entrepreneurs that studied social enterprises. And a lot of times talking with them, I feel like, why isn't this the norm? Like, why can't we just switch in the next couple of years for businesses to be all social enterprises. So if you have a business, you're in social enterprise. Like, and just switching the model for that instead of the model that the majority of business have and how different the world could be, really. We should just do that, shouldn't we? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> it funny, I met someone when we were um, uh, in the early stages of setting up the good registry, and I said to this person, it's going to be a social enterprise. And they they pointed out to me uh, then that back in the day, every business was a social enterprise. Every business that was started back at the beginning of time was started to meet a community need. And somehow over time, it's become about how much can you grow the business to create more jobs, which is a good thing, um, more income sell more stuff um, rather than what does our community need and how do we best do that? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I do think a lot of times with businesses in, in terms of that is it ends up being for the big businesses like a side little like social responsible mm. like practice uh, or then most of the work of meeting the needs ends up being for charities. And like, and, and talking about that with, with, with charities, what was the focus um, or, or was there a focus to, to find um, who was the good registry going to actually uh, support? The main thing I wanted to do was give people the joy of giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... The charities that we supported were more about who will people give to. If we are saying to people, okay, here's this opportunity for you to not have gifts that you don't want to need that are going to make you feel bad and they're going to clutter your house. Uh, 
And what we're offering you instead is the chance for that money to go to a charity. We needed to have charities that people would go, yeah, I want that. Uh, so we could have sat down and chosen charities based on the charity performance uh, and the charity impact uh, data. And we deliberately didn't do that because we really just needed charities that people connected with emotionally um, so that people would have that that opportunity who might not, you know, people who wouldn't normally potentially give to charity would have that opportunity to have the experience of giving and go, oh, that felt good. I might, I might do more, more of that. Um, and we, we, we looked for a broad uh, mixture of charities. So we sat at a whiteboard and we uh, thought, okay, we need some health charities, some charities that do good things for children, some charities that do good things for animals, some charities that do good things for the planet. And we put down charities that we we thought that we had to do it on gut. Again, we only had a few months to do this and um, go and contact those charities and get them all signed up. We put down the charities that we thought that people were most likely to know and to give to and approached those charities. Part of that is all, was also a um, pragmatic um, approach that in order for people to use the good registry, they needed to know about us. And people weren't going to know about us if we didn't have charities that people know. And if we could get charities on board that had a, a good reputation already, then that would bring some some people with them. Um, however, we did also, we wanted to have some of the smaller charities on there as well. And we've got hundreds of thousands of charities in New Zealand. There was no way that we could choose those. So one of the things that we did as part of the setup was we ran a crowdfunding campaign through Pledge Me. And one of the things that we offered people who gave through the Pledge Me campaign was the opportunity to nominate a charity that they would like us to have as one of our initial charity partners uh, that might not have got onto the platform otherwise. So that gave us a mixture of, of those charities that you would expect to be there and some charities that you wouldn't expect. Wow. And, and what has been in the last few years, uh, including the Pledge Me campaign, what has been like from your business perspective, what's been going on with the Good Registry, more than the impact that you've had? Do you mean the financial side of the Good Registry? Uh, uh, partly the financial, but like in terms of work, like has it been like a, a lot of work on different areas where you actually had to be like, oh, actually, like, you know, marketing and starting to figure out that side. And then like mm. what you just mentioned, the, like, the hassle of the, like, of the background. Mm. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah. It's... It, Initially, for for me, it was about seventy hours a week, and in that seventy hours, that was solid. That was really knuckling down and working as hard as anyone could for seventy hours a week. And I have two co-founders, and they were also putting in a really solid amount of time in that setup phase. And it was. Those first three months were a crazy three months of finding a web developer, briefing a web developer, stepping uh, 
you know, every step of the way with the web developer, seeing, you know, giving them the information they needed, answering all the questions that they had, watching the pages come together, getting the content drafted, uh, finding, just making the decisions about how everything would be structured and how many charities we wanted to launch with, who those charities would be, contacting those charities, getting them all on board, planning how we were going to do the launch, uh, how, how were we going to get word out about us, um, creating communications, creating social media. I had no experience in most of that stuff. Uh, my experience was a good knowledge of the charitable sector and my co-founder Sue McCabe also had a really good knowledge of the charitable sector. Uh, and the three of us come from a communications background, so we were pretty good on being able to plan how to do some media materials um, and kind of direct communications to, to people that we knew to get behind us. But I didn't know, I, I'd never been terribly active on social media and hadn't really used that as, a, as much of a tool in my previous work and didn't know much about building a website. I'd helped to write content for websites before, but didn't know anything about the whole build process. Um, we also needed to get a charity registered and uh, a company registered. Our social enterprises, uh, our model for our social enterprise includes a charity and a business that work alongside each other. Um, and then all of the financial side, um, fortunately, Tracy Bridges, one of our co-founders, has a really strong background in having um, founded a, a communications consultancy before. And we got really good help around us, and that's made the world of difference. Deloitte have been incredible. They came on pro bono and do all of our financials for us now. Um, and a, a legal firm called Duncan Cotterell uh, got us all sorted with our legal documents. Um, mm. We've had all kinds of other awesome pro bono support. We've now got our IT um, being looked after by a company called Mage Binary who are doing that for us pro bono. And at the same time, I, I need to get my head across what it is I'm briefing people to do and what it is that they're delivering back. So I'm constantly learning new things. And this week, one of the things that I'm proud of is that I took my video editing skills to a next level because I just had to for a presentation that I had wow. to deliver. So yeah. constantly there are things that I have to learn about and upskill myself about and generally, it's me um, doing the day-to-day -day running of the business, and uh, it's it's not paying anyone. Uh, everybody who works on it is doing it pro bono for love. So for me, that's meaning that I'm doing some paid work as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's also the juggle of um, the of making sure that I've got enough time for the paid work and making sure that I've got enough time to keep the good registry growing at the rate that I want to keep it growing at. Yeah, and I think that for a lot of people, I, I've talked uh, in the past few years with some younger people that have asked me, you know, like, oh, like they want to start their own business or their own social enterprise and what do they do? And I like, you know, I, I had like for the first few years, like running conscious action 
there wasn't any money. <laughs> like I was making my money doing the other work and I was running all of these events and all of the work that I was doing with conscious actions just for the love of doing it because I think that it, it has an impact and, and it's doing good. So yeah, I think that it's really important for a lot of people to understand like the amount of work that it requires sometimes. Like sometimes we can make it work so well that we don't need it but for a lot of us it's like we need to do multiple things yeah and the reward is not in the money and I think the rewards of life are not in the money um I one of the ways that I've related to all of the time and money that I've put into this is that I I could have spent it all on going on an overseas holiday, but this has been much, you know, a way more incredible ride than I could have had if I'd done that. Or I could have spent it all on on going to university and doing an MBA. And again, um, I've had, I've learned everything I could have learned from an MBA. And we've had this amazing impact, giving thousands of people the opportunity to experience the joy of giving and raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to good causes that they've chosen to give to and helped the planet out heaps as well with getting people to um, be more conscious in their gift buying and probably, hopefully, in the other ways that they use their spending power too. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I want to, to ask you a few last questions. I know that we are a little bit tight with time, so I'm going to get right into them. So what is one resource that you would recommend people besides, of course, the good registry? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the resources that I have really been loving over the last few months, and this goes to um, my wanting to keep learning and growing and feeling like my time is my most precious asset. I try to use the time when I'm walking or running to keep learning. And uh, often that is listening to podcasts. And at the moment, I'm using the Libby app, which a lot of people haven't heard of. And it uh, gives you free library books to listen to. Uh, So it, Give, yeah, so I can listen to professional development books, spiritual books, um, occasionally very rarely a novel, but books that I wouldn't normally get um, the time to sit down and read. Uh, and usually I only just manage to get through my one book group book each month yeah. and don't have time to read anything else. So I love that Libby is another way that I can consume uh interesting stuff that helps me to think differently uh while i'm on the go yeah oh that's amazing i'm going to check it out because i didn't know about it so uh, cool and what is your one go-to tip uh when you have to share with people especially around perhaps giving or doing good it's simply that it feels good i think that a lot of people wait to feel like they are financially sorted before they can give to others. And I think most of us, probably most of the people who are living this and listening to this are to some degree financially sorted enough to be able to give a little bit. And and even if what you're giving is your time or even if what you're giving is a good word about someone, it doesn't actually always have to come back to money. If you can... Whatever you can do that contributes 
it feels really good and keep looking for those ways that you can contribute and it was for me it was through contributing that I realized actually this is the thing I look forward to most every week you know I want more of that yeah mm. and talking about contribution what has been your latest small act of kindness um similar to what I just said before that that Sometimes the best thing you can do is give people your time um, or talk about people. Um, one of the things that I did yesterday was uh, Jess Stewart. She's a, um, a coach and author, an awesome human being, is working on a book at the moment called I Love Mondays. Uh, and she asked if I would be interviewed for that book. So I gave her my time uh, because it It, she's a cool person and it's a cool topic um and and then I didn't just stop at giving her my time I got onto LinkedIn and told people about the book um and and I think that matters if if we if we can all just give people our time and tell other people about good things that we see going on we can make a really big difference in the world and um it's a really simple kindness that anyone can do yes definitely and perhaps it's already this but what's the one thing that you wish that everyone in the world knew i wish that we all knew that we could live on less firstly um people um seem to have a cultural uh sense that we don't have enough and we do have enough Uh, and the planet has enough. We're not going to run out of anything if if we all just have what we need. And, uh, and building on that, remembering that every dollar that you spend when you are making a conscious decision to buy something else, that decision is a vote for the kind of future or the kind of planet that you want. And if you can stop and think what's the vote that I'm making before you spend that dollar you'll make a much better choice yes definitely I often talk about voting with our dollars and it's it's such a an important topic to to have and and for that like we need to develop more awareness and more um more and to make more conscious decisions really to to be able to live the way that we do want like with everyone around us so and yeah. lastly how can people find you like where can people go on social media and what's the website oh wonderful question to always end with um I love it when people um, follow us on social media. Our handle across all of the channels is at the good registry. And follow us, tell other people to follow us, comment on our stuff, share our stuff. Because as I said, we, um, we're, we're a small social enterprise with really limited time and resource and reach and one of the best things that you can do is tell other people about us um, and then the other best thing that you can do is to use us uh, and you can come and see us at thegoodregistry.com And there are two things you can do when you get there. Either if you've got a birthday coming up and you are comfortable with saying to friends and family that you'd like people to donate to your favorite 
cause instead of giving you gifts. You can create a registry, you can choose your favorite cause, and then you get to go out and tell your friends and family that you're using this cool thing. And what we see is when people do give to registries, they often leave comments going, wow, this is really cool, what a great thing to do. So you won't upset people by giving them the opportunity to donate instead of having to go out and buy something without knowing if it's anything that you want. Um, Or if you've got a gift to buy for someone and you don't know what to get for that person, then give them kindness and get them one of our good gift cards. And then they can use that to go and choose which of our 65 charity partners they'd like to give it to. And they can be like, the kids in the lolly shop and you know if they've got a $20 gift card they could split it between four if they've got a $100 gift card they can split it between 20 if they want to or they can give it all to one and they can have fun with that and they can feel good wonderful and um, thank you so much for your kindness for your time uh for being here and, and for sharing what you're doing that I do believe that it's making such good in the world and and if everybody would be following just like you did like your own journey of choosing how are you going to have an impact the world could be a little bit different thank you for having me and thank you for all that you're doing to help encourage people to have conscious actions as well it's really important work thank you thank you and thank you for everyone listening and if you're listening and we are going to have on the show notes follow the good registry and go and especially for the upcoming holidays, use that, give to people in need, give to these charities, use the platform, and hopefully you learn something interesting on this episode. And we're looking forward to the next one. Bye. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives, contributing to the better world we hope for.